Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. How I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, one thing that's going on in the country right now is confusion about what to do now with Omicron, <laughs> coronavirus, masking, everything else. The rules keep changing. Right. The recommendations change. They don't make sense. So you need a unified message. Well, yeah. And that's what the president was up to today. That's it's right. Two people right down the hallway from each other that can't agree on what to do with the masks. So they <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so Joe Biden uh, did an address to the nation today uh, from the fake White House set uh, oh, yeah. across the street from the real White House. Um, I, I guess it's because it has more space. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, Joe Biden, so he gives this update, and he laid it out crystal clear Okay, what his administration is going to be doing. All right. Now, I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I, I like to outline the next steps we're taking against over, uh, the, uh, the Omicron variant. What? Vaccinations are obviously the most important thing we're doing, but they're, but they're well, not the only important thing. First, masking, masking, masking is an important tool to control the spread of COVID-19. Okay. Let's try to go to that again. Okay. Okay. Holy cow. It was a tough start. There's no doubt about that. He wants to lay it out. Uh, He, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. uh, I I like to outline the next steps we're taking against over on the, uh, the Omicron. This is written out. Isn't that why he goes to the fake set? Yeah, it's easier to read the teleprompter right in front of them. Yes, (laughs) this this just reminds me of watching a five year old playing t ball and missing, right? Just (laughs) like he hit the t. Dang it, Daniel! You got to hit the ball. (laughs) Okay, hold on a second. I feel bad for the five year old. He just needs more training on this. This is a seasoned vet. Okay, this is supposed to be the best part of his career. Oh, my goodness. And then, uh, just real quick. Vaccinations are obviously the most important thing we're doing. But it's not stopping Omicron. So what about Omicron? That doesn't seem to make sense to me. Uh, no, no. Well, that that's just Joey running to third. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's just stay on message with vaccine. Right. Okay. Even though that's been one of the questions for a lot of people to yeah. say, well, the vaccine... What is supposed to keep you out of the hospital or keep you from dying with Omicron, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get it. Right. Okay. Uh, also, though, Joe Biden wants you to wear a mask. And, and like we just heard in the previous clip, um, he explained it in clear and concise, plain, you know, T-ball missing. Okay. And when you're indoors in public places, you should wear the mask. And you're, there, there, there are a lot, you know, lots of different kinds of masks out there. And the Center for, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, oh, the CDC, buddy. says that wearing a well-fitting mask, 
of, of, of any of them is certainly better than not wearing a mask. It was well-fitting. What if uh, over your nose? Dude, this is Dear an issue. God, please help us. I mean, wow. I don't know what else to say to that. He can't do this. We've said this for a long time. You need a communicator. This has been an absolute debacle. This is why his approval is at 33%. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saw this coming. And to be honest, it's far worse than a lot of people even thought it would be. I'm included in that. I thought it would be a disaster. It's far worse than what I thought it was going to be. Would you say the same thing, David? Yes, I would. You know, I think. Scott? Well, there's, no, there's absolutely no question about it. We get evidence every single day. Oh, man. I mean, this is what a train wreck that is. It's a sentence. I understand. And not only that, it would be one thing if the content of what he was trying to say made sense. But the actual content makes about as little sense as him trying to deliver it. It's both bad. It doesn't make any sense. You're going to say now what, in 95s, even though the CDC decided not to formally recommend those. So what, a good fitting cloth mask? What does that mean? We've seen the studies. It's 15 to 20% efficacy. Disaster. Oh, man, oh, man. my gosh. Yeah. And you're, there, there, there are a lot, you know, lots of different kinds of masks out there. And the Center for, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, says... Again, man, if you had a family hardware store that went four generations, and he is your manager, it would be time to take the keys away and say, you can't do it anymore, dude. Joey's at the plate, he swings, and he just hit the ump in the crotch. All right, good effort, Joe. But if it was the family hardware store, you would have had that conversation 15 years ago. Dude, you'd take the TV remote away from him. (laughs) (laughs) What an absolute debacle. All right, more on that a little bit later on. Meanwhile, you've got the left trying to change the conversation when it comes to inflation. Oh, yeah. It's not all the political moves that's been made by the Biden administration. No, 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 no. we got to blame somebody else. And if it's Elizabeth Warren, guess who she's going to blame? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's it's not <laughs> bad fiscal policy. Not at all. Oh, God. This was on MSNBC. Here she is. Do keep in mind that we have created more jobs in the first year of the Biden administration than ever in the history of the United nope. States. <laughs> a lot of people are back at work. Now, are high prices a problem? You bet they are. But there are a lot of different pieces that are going into this. Some of this is companies that are passing along high prices that come from the manufacturing sector that come uh, in their ability uh, to sell goods. Okay. But. But some of this is coming from kinks in the supply chain, and there's evidence yep. that these are starting to untwist. Oh, God, remember, there's another part to what's going on, too. <laughs> and that is these giant corporations who say, wow, a lot okay. of talk about yeah, all right. high prices and inflation. At least that made it uh, somewhat entertaining when I just hear Trump out of nowhere. But This is a chance to get in there and not only pass along costs, but to inflate prices beyond that and just engage okay. in a little straightforward price gouging. <laughs> it's price gouging. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Stunningly redundant. Yeah. Democrats fighting for the little people while taking gobs of money. <laughs> Big corporations. Okay, whatever. That's a little tired, but they're going to go with that anyway. The thing is, oh, and this is what's hurts. frustrating, okay, 
We all know people that buy into that, that would believe it. It's all across America because there's so many people that only get their news from one or two sources, and they're either legacy or left-leaning, not even an independent outlet. And so they just believe all of this stuff. I mean, whether it comes to Biden going gibberish all the way through his update on coronavirus or Elizabeth Warren with all that, saying, yeah, the high prices, great, not our policies. God, okay. By the way, if you're wondering, okay, what exactly is going to be hitting your wallet the most? Had the Bureau of Labor Statistics report this, consumer prices, they're going to hit you worse with gas. Mm. From December 2020 to December 2021, up 49.6%. You also know if you've looked for a used vehicle, I know a lot of people in this boat, trying to find one is very difficult. Mm -hmm. They're up 37.3%. That's insanity. You you got the chip shortage and all Mm -hmm. of that and the supply chain Mm -hmm. issues that have been contributing to a whole lot of new vehicles. not being available. I mean, my dad bought a car two, three years ago, mm-hmm. and he's still getting calls from the dealership asking yeah. to buy it back. I bet. I mean, generally I bet. speaking, the always rule of thumb was you drive it off the lot and it depreciates $2,000, right? Now it's like I drive it 80,000 miles, it appreciates for $2,000. It is. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I know a number of people that have sold their vehicle just to make the money and then wait for the market to kind of settle down and then get something else. You can see that. Uh, Hotels are up 27.6%. Furniture and bedding. Of course, meat, poultry, fish up over 12%, almost 13%. It's new vehicles. It's eggs, domestic services. It it goes on and on. And I guess that's the uh, corporate greed. Right. And, and, yeah, the, okay. The, the corporate today, right, cars. yes. Yeah. That's the number one thing that people are concerned about. That's number one, the economy. Yeah. Of course, followed by coronavirus, followed by illegal immigration. Nowhere in that top three did I see the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. I think most people know that's a sham. Most, you know, they're really thinking it through. But again, uh, for most people... A lot of COVID's over. I mean, yeah, you might have, okay, there's a thing with school, and then you got to go by protocols at work. But I mean, as far as living your life, there are a lot of people that have sort of turned the page. We've talked about this several times. And people that are standing in the way of really getting back to whatever sort of normalcy we got to find now are just a frustration. People are certainly tired of that. And then when this guy comes out and says, okay, we're going to make this clear now. Uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I, I'd like to outline the next steps we're taking against over on the uh, the Omicron variant. What? <laughs> we're going to turn the corner. We're not doomed. It's going to be okay. Oh my God! And the border. You know what's going on at the border? We got an update there and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp's the Millennial. And Scott Robbins, the Baby Boomer. 
Uh, problems at the border. It's been going on since Biden took office. It hasn't let up. It's just no one really pays attention to it. You're right. Outside Bill Malusian from Fox News, he's one of the very few. Seems like most of the time he spends down there, and then he'll do some reporting from around the country, and then he's right yeah. back down to the border. And then you're reminded, oh, yeah, this is a problem that just keeps sort of rolling on. He had a report last night uh, on Fox, if you've been wondering, did that all stop at the border? People just pouring through? Right. We just learned from Border Patrol that just here in the Rio Grande Valley sector, in the last 30 hours, they have arrested two murderers, one sex offender, and two MS-13 gang members. On top of that, recently they picked up four sex offenders in just 48 hours. That includes this guy. Take a look at this mugshot right here. He is a previously deported Mexican national who committed several crimes against... Fine-looking guy, by the way, just to paint the picture. Is he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Crimes against children in Corpus Christi, Texas. Those crimes include continuous sexual abuse of a child and aggravated sexual assault of a child. Now, somehow this guy was only sentenced to community service and probation. He was deported and then apparently tried crossing again about an hour away from where we are right now. Thankfully, border agents able to nab him. And And then the report goes on and on. Okay. You just heard what the guy did. Yeah. And he got community service. Whoever's responsible for that should be put in jail. Yeah. This has to be a country of law and order. What is going on? Well, (laughs) you see what's going on. What is this? Some sort of reimagining justice again? This is a bunch of district attorneys who have refused and it goes higher up than that, too, but it refused to prosecute these cases. It just won't do it. It's so frustrating. Or the sentences are really light. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, you know, last week we were inundated with January 6th, the assault on democracy. Democracy almost fell. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weeping from the left. Glenn Greenwald, journalist, who, you know, at least from my opinion what he used to be was pretty far left but i think he's just this guy that's about freedom and the truth and he is now certainly not not a golden boy from the left at all they hate him but he's been reporting on a number of different things you know over the last few years and one of the things was january 6th and the fbi and exactly what the fbi had to do with the riot like, how much did they actually plan it or was a part in planning it? And we had the story yesterday with Ray Epps. You do this well, David, explaining yeah. who Ray Epps so, is. Ray Epps is a gentleman who was a conservative activist for a long time, apparently. But he was seen on video encouraging people the night before and the day of the Capitol riot to go into the Capitol. He was on the FBI's wanted list in connection with the riot. And there's plenty of video out there showing that he absolutely played a role in what occurred that day. Yes. You didn't go in the Capitol. But he's not facing any charges. And and so that leads to the obvious question of why. Why is it? Did he did he break some or uh, reach some sort of deal with prosecutors that he would help turn people in after the fact? Was he working on behalf of the federal government? At the time, I mean, these are all these questions that we don't have answers to, and there are very reasonable questions. Well, and Ted Cruz was asking the FBI executive assistant director, you know, what about this guy? Well, I can't talk about it. Right. 
I can't really talk about that. What are we talking about here? And then it's, well, Scott Robbins' favorite congressman, Kinzinger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ray Mm -hmm. Epstein. No, he wasn't an informant. Right, Adam. Keep keep selling that, okay? But there's no record of any conversation or anything else. So Glenn Greenwald, getting back to him, said, okay, then we just have four questions for the FBI since you can't answer any of this, okay? How many FBI informants or agents helped plan January 6th? How many FBI informants or agents were present on January 6th? How many IFB or how many FBI informants or agents were implanted in the three key groups? And then the fourth, why don't we know the answers? Yeah. That's those are really good questions. Yeah. I mean, if it's we an ongoing investigation, that. say it's an ongoing investigation. But you know what's being told or what, what what's being said to so many people in this country is that, well, the committee said he had nothing to do with the FBI or anything. <laughs> right. So that's it. And right. people think, okay, well, that's just some, like, Tucker Carlson conspiracy theory or something like that. This is Nicole Wallace from MSNBC just uh, yesterday, I believe. So, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, meet the 1-6 committee. They've answered the question. It is a conspiracy theory, um, not grounded in truth. And the January 6th committee debunked it. Oh, my gosh. They just, they just carry it. the water. They did not debunk anything. They made no, a they statement. But that's not the same as debunking. And how many times do these people have to be wrong before they realize maybe they should start getting curious? I think some some have to know what the truth is, and they're just out there because it's propaganda. I mean, are there that many people that are that dumb? Do you think, David, you come from the news world? Well, Nicole Wallace, I mean, she worked in the Bush White House, so no, I don't, I don't think... I think she knows a lot of people that she wants to protect. Probably I, so. I don't know what level of influence she would have among those people because she was not a huge player, but right. you know. But I think she feels like she's part of the club and she needs to protect yeah. it. But Kinzinger said exactly the same thing she just said. Mm-hmm. Well, they get talking points together. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and he, I'm sure that he's also auditioning for his role as a contributor yeah, on MSNBC as a quote Republican. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Hey, I thought you might uh, get a kick out of this story. Because I've heard a number of people say, I'm just so tired of the whole COVID thing. I'm past it. My gosh, I'm so done even talking about it. There is a bar that feels like that. And they said, you know what? We're not talking about the pandemic in here. And if you do, you're going to get charged. Okay. We're going to have a COVID fine jar. Something like a curse jar. Every time somebody mentions COVID, they got to drop, and this is in Ireland, two euros in. So roughly two bucks. Then they're going to donate all the money to the local charity. But it's like you in your old days when you would leave work and go to the bar where everything was just okay for you, Scott, Mm -hmm. where the stresses of life went away, kind of like, I don't know, Norm at Cheers or something like that. Yeah. No more COVID talk. Can't take it. Or we're going to charge you. I don't blame them there. Yeah. And it worked out well for you. I, I know you can't go anymore. Well, no. Well, yeah, I could go. Yeah, you could. Okay. Joe Biden, how did he try to separate people again today? That is next.
the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Bringing the country together yet again. Well, the that president. Would, that would be one Joseph R. Biden, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's given a uh, update on the fight against the coronavirus this morning. And, uh, well, one, he didn't look well. You know, that's weird you say that because I thought the same thing. He just, I don't know if he right. if his blood kind transfusion pale. didn't come yeah. in on time or right. yeah. what. But, yeah. yeah. So here he is trying to say that the administration has not actually failed miserably, especially on the COVID front. I know we're all frustrated as we enter this new year. Omicron variant is causing millions of cases and record hospitalizations. I've been uh, I've been saying that as we remain in this pandemic. Uh, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. No, it's not. And I mean no, by it's it. not. No, it's not. Stop saying that. Wait, vaccinated say that. three times. I got Omicron. <laughs> I'm not the unvaccinated, the unwashed masses that you all should hate. What's wrong with him? Because you want me to play like I'm Joe Biden? Is there any science at all that he looks at and goes, wow, geez, seems like the unvaccinated people are getting this. Uh, But get me out of the hospital, Scott. Right. You don't know that. That may be right, but you don't know that. And see, now he actually has pivoted a little bit to try to clarify what he means by a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Oh, okay. And I mean by this, right now, both vaccinated and unvaccinated people are testing positive. And if, they're, if you're unvaccinated, if they test positive, there are, you are 17 times more likely to get hospitalized. As a result, they're crowding our hospitals, leaving little room for anyone else who might have a heart attack or an injury in an automobile See? accident or any injury at all. Going back to that lie. Here you we go. You always have to demonize, right? It cannot, you can't, if you stop at, hey, you're 17 more times more likely or whatever to show up in the hospital or die if you're not vaccinated. You stop there, eh, fine. I mean, if that's the message you want to put out there, that's Okay. Hey, take okay. this because for you personally, it could save your life if you get this vaccine. All right? Mm-hmm. But then it goes back. If you're doing this, you're still selfish. Right. Because you're clogging up the hospitals, you dirty, unvaccinated person. It's frustrating. A number of different levels. And, man, we've gone down this road so many different times. It's not a one-size-fits-all. There are different people in different categories. And when you're talking about someone healthy between the age of, what, 15 and 30, that's completely different than over 50 and not healthy. You know what I'm saying? But you're you're totally separating people. In the end, though, it's the United States of America. You should be able to choose whether or not you want to be vaccinated. And that's just been ignored. And it used to be because, why? You could spread it. But you just said if you're vaccinated, more than likely you're not going to go to the hospital. And you're not going to die. So what are we talking about? Talking about, well, you've overrun the hospitals. Well, you fired a lot of people that worked at the hospital because they didn't want to get vaccinated. Why is that? You could talk to all the different individual people that worked in the medical field that didn't want to get vaccinated. We've heard from hundreds in interviews, and they have pretty legitimate reasons. 
we've never demonized another group of people because they were overweight and had a heart attack or smoked and got lung cancer or there were drug overdoses. We've never done this. This is the first time we've, we've taken a person, a part of the population and went, you didn't do what we told you to do, therefore you're victimizing the rest of us. We've never done this before. At the same time, the other day when the CDC director was mentioning that 75% of people that you know have died had four or more comorbidities, she was talking about people that had been vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She wasn't very clear on that when no. she gave the statement, but that's what she meant. And then that was clarified. So you got left-wing outlets trying to dunk on other outlets saying, that was fake news. She was talking about vaccinated people, not just within the public. Okay. But within the public, 66% that have died, whether vaccinated or not, had six or more comorbidities. Two out of three. Depending on where you're at in life, maybe the vaccine wasn't the best idea as far as risk goes. But the whole part, well, you're going to spread it and you're going to kill somebody right, you're else. You're going to kill people, yeah. Your argument's done. Your behavior is responsible for this. What am I not seeing here, David? Uh, because if no, you're vaccinated, I, you're protected, right? That's what right. they say. Yeah, I think you've uh, I think you've covered the bases here. Yeah, okay. the, the whole idea that there is a uh, societal duty to go and get vaccinated is completely wrong because we are now especially uh, seeing a lot of people who've been vaccinated. And I suspect it was a lot higher than what they were trying to sell even a few months ago. Um, I mean, it, let's be clear. I mean, it was never one in 5,000 you know, no. breakthrough cases no. or whatever. No. But, but yeah, but now especially it's it's gaining momentum that people who have been vaccinated can still get it. And if you can still get it and you have symptoms, you're still going to spread it. Uh, so now it really is. The message is, hey, for a lot of people, this could save your life if you get the coronavirus. So please right. go get it. Yes. That's about it. That's the argument. That's that's the message. It's not that hard. What's never talked about is remember uh, this rumor that it's going to mess with a woman's cycle getting (laughs) the vaccine. That's just it's fake news. No, it can. And that's come out within the last week or so. Like early on, man, it seems like with especially young males healthy, something's going on with the inflammation of the heart. That's fake news. Rumor monger. Then they had to put the warning label on the vaccine because absolutely that was happening. And people seem to forget that. Okay. Another exercise in perseverance here. Trying to figure out apparently what the vice president said. What did you see this train wreck? Holy moly. I only saw bits and pieces. What a bad day for these two knuckleheads. I mean, they were both on TV and both just booting it. The Biden administration is failing at just about everything right now, especially on basic COVID things. I mean, they're busy fighting for a pointless vaccine mandate while there's a testing shortage. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And even former allies of the president are saying, hey, it's time to change course. It's trying. Maybe it's time to just tell the truth to people and let people make their own decisions based on their own personal situations. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris was asked about this during her interview with Craig Melvin on NBC News. Mm-hmm. At what point does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. 
every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. Okay. What? God. This is embarrassing. It we is. had a feeling on the national stage it would get embarrassing for Kamala much the way it did when she ran for president. You notice it's the same story every time. It's never details about anything. Never fine details. Sort of platitudes. And you can tell she's being coached to say specific things because then it's garbled together. And she's trying to think about what she's supposed to say. So as we do this together, what sense does this make? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. I don't know what that means. Well, <laughs> and that wasn't the question. Well, hold on a second. Like the answer want, doesn't fit the question. I mean, I want, at all. Well, I don't think this answer fits any question imaginable. No, it doesn't. No. I want to write this out and then read it to myself. If you don't mind, we got just <laughs> no, a minute yeah, here. Yeah, okay. go for it. All right. Okay. And roll it. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. It is okay, time go to ahead. Do what? what you All right, have, All right. I have it transcribed here. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. That's not a sentence. No, that is either the lyric from a prog rock album from 1974. <laughs> or complete gibberish. Or maybe both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> wow. It's, I think that's from The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway from Genesis. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read it, David, in a sophisticated sort of way to, to make it sound, like, important? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. We've been doing it for a long time, and the time is again today, and this time is forever. I don't know. Getty it's Lee not is, working. Getty Lee's watching that and saying, dang, she's good. Yeah. yeah. Some okay. Brand. Yeah. Poor Getty Lee. He didn't deserve that. He woke up saying, I was minding my own business. You know, what if James Earl Jones read it? Maybe it would make more sense. Right? It is time for us to do what we have been doing every day. Yeah. Okay. The people gears. will do it, Ray. They will do it. <laughs> Elaine Maxwell. What, this story, what does this mean, David? Okay. So while she was going through her sex trafficking trials, she was fighting tooth and nail to not release the names of clients of Jeffrey Epstein. Elaine right. Maxwell, of course, being uh, Jeffrey Epstein's partner in crime in this international sex trafficking of underage girls. Uh operation they had going on so the whole list of john does apparently may be released very soon wow the list so of maybe we'll see this after all because during the trial you know when there was still a chance that she would be found not guilty or not be sentenced to a whole lot of years in prison she wanted to keep that secret but now she's like hey you know what yeah <laughs> You know, and this all centers around the uh, Virginia Roberts Dufresne uh, lawsuit against Prince Andrew. She was one of the girls trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein. Right. And she's alleging that uh, Prince Andrew of the royal family uh, raped her on a couple of different occasions. And so now 
uh, Jelaine Maxwell is saying, yeah, I'm not going to protect that information anymore. Y'all figure this out. I'm going to prison anyway. I don't care. Honestly, that's what people were hoping for, yeah. that she would sing a little bit. Well, and and the thing is, is that I think somebody is seeing the writing on the wall because the, uh, the queen announced today that uh, Prince Andrew is basically out of the club. Yeah, he's no longer affiliated with the nation's military, uh, and he is no longer affiliated with some of the pet projects. The, the royal patronages is what they're called, but those are, you know, little uh, projects that they feel, you know, feel very passionately about feeding the children, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, Prince Andrew is no longer involved in those. Wow. Well, you better be watching her in jail. Okay. Absolutely. Right now, because Axel will be showing up and it'll be time to die. Damn, Prince. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Mm-hmm. The watch better be on because all of a sudden those names are going to come out. Yeah, much like Epstein, there better be 24-hour watch on her. See what happens. Wow. See, it's not time for that yet. It's time for surveillance 24-7 and not for the cameras to just magically go down at the time of death. Yeah, and no visitors named Phil Bilton. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, So we got to get to this. It was a survey done uh, with couples and the things that uh, couples nag each other about. Just funny to get to. Also... People are very excited by a breakfast cereal that's coming out. You're like, oh, it's. I got to admit, I think uh, the majority of the show is going to be excited. Um, oh, and Iran, their aggression, you know whose fault that is? Orange Man Bad. Oh, God. All coming up. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. It's going to take us a while to figure that one out. Still makes no sense. Vice President Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Iran and, you know, all of their antics, that's oh, yeah. Trump's fault. Yeah. Everything was cool with Iran. They were very peaceful, loving people until Trump. Pissed them off, apparently. Well, Iran is beefing up its nuclear capabilities still and is funding a whole lot of terrorist organizations. Like they've uh, always done. Right, to do their dirty work all over the Middle East. And the Biden administration, meanwhile, has been lifting some of the economic sanctions, uh, giving them access to more and more cash to do this kind of stuff. But the White House is blaming Trump for it. This is the press secretary, Jen Psaki. None of the things we're looking at now, uh, Iran's increased capability and capacity, uh, their aggressive actions that they have taken through proxy wars around the world would be happening if the former president had not recklessly pulled out of the nuclear deal with no thought as to what might come next. Oh, my gosh. The nuclear deal was a joke to begin with. Remember, it was admitted by the Obama administration that they used a bunch of young journalists that would just carry the water for Big O. Yeah. It was admitted by Big O's own guy. Yeah, Ben Rhodes, the national security whisperer to the Obama administration. Okay. Oh, uh, the happy cereal news? 
No, this is just, we don't have to spend 30 seconds on this. I don't know if you saw it. I was thinking of Robbins when I saw the story. What you got? For a limited time, they're going to mash up Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. About time. I've been only been advocating this for years. It's talking about mixing cereal together. Yeah. I'll tell you what my daughter did for me Christmas. She put a big bag together of like four cereals mixed together in the same bag and gave it to me as a present. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. What four cereals? Lucky Charms, uh, Tricks, Wheat the, the toast, the frosted wheats things. Frosted mini wheats? Yeah, cornflakes and Rice Krispies, I believe. We're all in the same huge, huge bag. <laughs> Man. See, that's my kid. That's why I love her. Yeah. Now, when you go see your heart doctor, he's like, yeah, good. good <laughs> well, it was, it was one bag. Okay. That's yeah. not bad. <laughs> that combination, by the way, is fueling Iran's nuclear reactors. I might very well be. I went out and ran two miles after that. I, who knew? And this passed me by last year. They said that General Mills is also bringing back its limited edition Reese's Puffs Bunnies. Oh, yeah. Time for Easter? I remember seeing them on the shelf. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't buy them. Whatever happened to Quisp and Quake? Are they still around? Yeah. I like those guys, too. <laughs> oh, I also mentioned uh, they did a survey of couples, uh, the things that uh, couples nag each other about. What's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> Doing Not chores up after yourself, yeah. Chores, cleaning up after yourself, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Not cleaning up, that was second. Um, you know, chores. Is, some of all these are like little chores, I guess. Um, it's picking up after yourself, dirty dishes around the house, um, leaving the door open when it's cold out, mm. leaving your shoes lying around, things like that. Um, the first was not turning off lights when you leave a room. I thought that was usually between parent and kid. Yeah. Um, the other one, seventh, was not replacing the toilet paper. You just leave it, you yeah. know, with this cardboard remnants. That's it. That's why I, I forget. I just look in the mirror and go, hey, <laughs> replace the toilet. Because <laughs> it's just you. Because I live alone, yeah. You know what some people do? They will just take a picture of it and then send it to the significant other with a WTF. Jeez. Oh, I don't know who would do such a thing. I don't either. This is the Markley Van Campen Profit Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh-oh, this is bad news for the left, yeah. especially Joe Biden. Well, get ready for an avalanche of sexist and homophobic comments about Senator Kirsten Cinema. She's, wow, she's, she said no? She said no. No. See, listen, the, the Democrats, they want to pass these bills that would federalize elections. They would wipe out state laws like voter ID, which are very popular when you actually break them down and explain them to people. But the uh, left just says, racist, they, these voting laws, Republicans don't want black and brown people yeah. to vote. Now, in order to pass these bills, the Democrats want to eliminate the filibuster, that 60-vote threshold in the Senate 
that is required to pass these types of bills. Uh, well, uh, Kirsten Cinema came out today and said, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And she says she supports the bills, but does not support completely wrecking the Senate because of them. While I continue to support these bills, I will not support separate actions that worsen the underlying disease of division infecting our country. The debate over the Senate 60 vote threshold shines a light on our broader challenges. There's no need for me to restate my long-standing support for the 60 vote threshold to pass legislation. And there's no need for me to restate its role protecting our country from wild reversals in federal policy. So, so the break she sounds nervous as she is saying that, well, probably knowing she's going to be followed into the bathroom oh, well, from here on yeah, out. Now. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Like she was before. I mean, she was harassed while taking a leak. All right. Yeah. And, and Bernie Sanders was just like, well, that happens. Part of the process. Oh, I'm sorry. Part of the process. That was Joe Biden that said that about her being harassed by leftist goons. That's right. Yes. The old sniffer. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's going to be a big story today. Um, and I wonder how much it's going to be a story of what the president talked about earlier with their handling of COVID. Because he was butchering this thing right and left today. I mean, he, he always struggles giving a speech. Mm. But as you guys said yeah. from the jump, this was yeah. a special kind of day. A Hall of Famer. So he's saying now free masks for everybody. Yes. Welcome to the party. Right. right. Well, so, unbelievable. I thought we'd have free tests by now. He said the masks? Yeah, he said they'd start sending out the free tests at the beginning of this month, and now they're talking about yes. getting the website up and running next week right. sometime. Next week sometime. But we're going to be sending out masks, man. It's important. Okay, roll that. We also have helped make sure that high-quality masks are widely available in ample supply at affordable prices sold online and in stores. But I know that for some Americans, the mask is not always affordable or convenient to get. So, yeah. next okay, time out. They hand them out everywhere. What are you talking about? Yeah, I went to a junior high basketball game. There was a stack of them there <laughs> if you wanted one. Yeah. So is this where we're going now, back to the mask thing? Yes. Because it finally was admitted within the last month or so, the cloth mask is basically useless. Mm-hmm. So now, hey, masks, good ones, though. Next week, we'll announce, we'll announce how we are making high-quality masks available to American people, the American people, for free. I, you know, I, I know we all wish that we could finally be done with wearing masks. I get it. A lot of people are. They're, they're a really important tool are they? to stop the spread, especially of a highly transmittable Omicron variant. You know, this is one of those things. I'm not an expert. I'm stating the obvious there. But I'm not the only one to think this could very well be like South Africa. And Omicron, four or five weeks, it kind of runs through everybody, and then it lays pretty low. Well, we're already seeing some evidence of that here in the U.S., yeah. Where it was first discovered, we're seeing a trickling away of the number of cases. So with Johnny on the spot there, Joe Biden, always timely, by the time people get the mass, because it takes them forever to do everything, the wave will be gone. Right. What you need right now are the tests, right? You can't find them. No. I was looking yesterday. You, I, 
You can't find them. You saw, I, I joked about this the other day, but I bought one. Yeah. Not because I needed it, but because it was there. It includes two different testes in the same box, right? Yeah, you're a hoarder. And Right, and I have them. And so if you need them, I'm going to say, hey, you called me a hoarder. Um, <laughs> no, thank No, Mark Lee doesn't get one. Uh, but, no, I'm, I'm looking at this, and, and I saw last night, I'm watching the news, and it's like $85 online for what I paid like 12 bucks for. Sometimes. So I sold them. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Not yet. Sometimes people say, Joe Biden, man, he can't do it anymore. But then you think, okay, who's on the bench? And we all know it's Kamala. Oh, boy. If you didn't see the interview oh. with Craig Melvin on NBC and the Today Show, man, I want to play this clip for you because it's also talking about COVID. And he's asking the question, Craig is, hey, why are we still here? You know, why haven't things improved a lot? And she'll start by talking about, yeah, I understand that people are frustrated, but she's going to put a positive spin on this. We're frustrated. We're all frustrated. But I think it's a mistake, and it would be a mistake to suggest that we've not seen great progress. If you think back to March of 2020, we were all wiping down the boxes that we got if we ordered things online. Uh, There was no vaccine. Now we have a vaccine. That all happened under the last president. People stopped wiping down the boxes when they were told it didn't do any good. Is it because it wasn't going to be on the boxes? Right. Is it possible for a human being to not have one single redeeming quality? (laughs) I mean, I really didn't think that was possible until now. Not one. She's not very good at this. Which has proved to be effective and boosters. Now we have our children back in school. 95% of schools are back open. But we're, we're, we're building back up. We're opening back up. And we are not where we were a year ago. And all I can think is most people watching have to be thinking we're not where we were five or six months ago. I thought we were turning the corner. You're going to get rid of this thing. All of a sudden, look at all the progress we've made. Mm-hmm. I don't think... That is plus the fact there were a whole group of people who got together and said, we're not playing by those rules anymore. We're not doing it. Right. We're not doing it. And they haven't and they won't. Yeah. When you're talking about, oh, yeah, you can't have a funeral for a loved one. Right. Yes, I can. And I will. Kids are not going to be able to do the activities. Yes, they can. And they will. Helps. It's not just fun, but helps in development. Yes. No, that had nothing to do with you. And learning and think about, you know, you talk about pediatric experts thinking we won't know for a long time what exactly we've done to our kids. That's so far. Not even talking about the next six months, a year, whatever. However, these idiots decide to tackle this thing. No. But what we've done so far, it's going to be years and years before you really know the toll that it's taken on a lot of kids. It's terrible. Okay, let's go to Loudoun County, David. What is the story there? Oh, my gosh. So the uh, 15-year-old boy in Loudoun County, Virginia, who raped a fellow student in a girl's bathroom has been sentenced to residential treatment uh, and put on the sex offender registry for life. This is the guy who walked into a girl's bathroom wearing a skirt and a blouse, and the school system didn't report it after he sexually assaulted somebody. Uh, In fact, they denied that things like this ever happened while the board was talking about this transgender bathroom policy last summer. Oh, yeah. Do we have, um, and I'm not sure who can answer this, um, do we have assaults in our bathrooms or our locker rooms regularly? 
I would hope not, but I would like clarification. To my knowledge, we don't have any records of assaults occurring in our restrooms. Yeah, if I remember right, that wasn't even an honest question. It was smug. Yeah. Like they already knew the answer. Right. Well, of course, that doesn't happen. Except it did. And it yes, happened it again did. when the school system allowed him back into a different school. And apparently there's a third victim. Yeah. As well. Oh, my goodness. The judge who was overseeing the case said over the years, this court has read many psychosexual reports. And when I read yours, speaking to the defendant, uh, frankly, it scared me. It scared me for you. It scared me for society. Wow. She has never ordered a juvenile onto the registry despite hearing numerous juvenile cases, she said. But she said, I'm ordering you on that sexual offender registry. Good. You cannot be allowed to do this again. Uh, and if you do it again, this ups the ante in terms of prison time. And never forget that this was the case that liberals said was non-existent. Mm-hmm. And they used the fact that one of the victim's dads got upset about the gaslighting that was going on. They used him as the face of parents being domestic terrorists at school board meetings. This dude's daughter was raped at a school bathroom. They denied it. They knew the truth. They refused to tell the truth. And this guy got demonized for it. Not only that, there was an update on that on Tucker Carlson's show last night. Dad was on the show. The daughter that was raped, she got assaulted when she went back to school Mm -hmm. this past school year in the fall. And there's another court case that's going to be happening next week dealing with that assault. Yeah. If I remember right, you saw it, Scott. Yeah. It was felony assault. Wasn't yeah, it? it was not sexual assault. That that I do know. It was physical assault of some kind, non-sexual. My gosh. Um, however, if every single one of those board members should resign in disgrace today. Today. Yes. It or, should be worse than that. Right. But Covering never, that up, ever can serve again. Up. You cannot serve again any on any level, period. Anything to do with kids, no. My gosh, man. You people. Special little place for y'all. Yes, I would agree with that. Yep. Um, by the way, real quick, sometimes I just want to lighten it a little bit, and I know this won't sound that that much lighter, but we've all heard survival tips over time. Like, hey, if you're in this situation, here's what you do. Just tell me if you've heard, you know, some of these things before. Because I was looking through this, like, yeah, I've definitely heard things like this before. Like if you're attacked by a shark, punch it in the nose. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, don't do that. No. That bad, that's bad advice. Uh, the noses aren't that sensitive. You're better off going for the eyes or the gills. Okay. Heard the eyes before. The, that's, that's the truth there. What about if your car is sinking in a lake? You wait until it's fully submerged, then you open the door, right? Because the idea is you won't be able to open it until the pressure equalizes. That's true. We should roll down your window as soon as possible. Just a better strategy. How about this? Alligator chases you. Mm. Our friends in Florida. Zigzag. Yes. So you already know that. I've been told that. I thought you were going to debunk it for me there. Okay. Yeah, you really don't want to do that. Uh, You don't want to zigzag? You should really just run in a straight line. Oh, no. They say that the gators are fast, but their stamina is bad. So the only thing there is just don't fall down. Yeah. Or just The thing run. is, if you're running, you probably won't fall down. But if you're running and thinking, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, right. 
you increase your chances of falling. So just don't sure. think about it. Just run. I would have been zigzagging. It would have been dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. Depending if, if you're a 25-year-old guy in shape compared to, you know, a 60-year-old guy not in shape, what a zigzag looks like. One guy can pivot move pretty easy. The other, not so much. No. Yeah, but the 60-year-old will have the wherewithal to push down the 25-year-old. <laughs> Buy himself some time. I'll survive if you're dinner. Solve it all with concealed carry. <laughs> okay. Um, really, the AP is saying now maybe we shouldn't even report hospitalization numbers. Yeah. That's very interesting. We'll get to that much more coming up. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Bring your neighbors, your fellow voters, food or water, while they wait in line to vote. What in the hell heck are we talking about? A lot of people were wondering that. Yeah. Well, Howdy. So Joe Biden went out there a couple days ago and claimed anyone who's against the federal takeover of elections is a racist. No different than the Confederates and the segregationists in the past. One <laughs> <laughs> of one of the top Democrats in the Senate, uh, Scott Robbins' favorite, Dick Durbin. Oh, he's fantastic. What, what a job. <laughs> what, a, what a patriot. A man has given up the major bulk of his life to serve other people, <laughs> never ever thinking of himself at all. Selfless patriot. <laughs> he was asked about this kind of language during an interview with Jake Tapper on CNN. Oh. The idea of a legislator... Reducing the number of days for early voting from 15 to 10 or wanting voters to present a photo ID before they vote. You're comparing that to Bull Connor, who literally set dogs upon civil rights protesters. George Wallace, who said segregation today, segregation forever. I'm paraphrasing. Or, or Jefferson Davis, the president of the traitorous Confederacy. I mean, isn't that a little stark? <laughs> When even really? Jake Tapper is like, come on, Dick, tell me, you know that this is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Well, this is what Dick had to say. Do we really have to? Talk, Dick, talk. <laughs> okay, here he is. Go ahead. It is stark, and I will concede oh. that point. But don't overlook the reality Here we go. that in 20 different states, governed and led by Republicans in legislature and the governorship, in each and every one of them, they are taking step by weary step to make sure that Americans, fewer Americans, are going to vote. Who in the world sets out as a political agenda reducing the vote in America? Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. He says it over and over again. Where is the list of people in the past that wanted to vote that couldn't vote? No, you can't run it the way it was run in 2020. And the reason it was run that way, we were told, is because it was a pandemic and it was necessary. And no, my gosh, there was so much 
corruption in that? Exactly the opposite should be our goal by both political parties. And yes, that was the, the goal of the segregationists, was to reduce the opportunity for African Americans to vote. It's well that, documented oh over spans of decade after decade after decade. So yes, there are parallels there. Perhaps the president went a little too far in his rhetoric. Okay. Some of us do. But the fundamental principles and values at stake are very, very similar. I like being lectured on principles and values by that guy. Yeah, Jeez. I know you do. We could right. go over this election bill again. I, also just I don't want, think we need to. I just want to say, for the record, he talks about Republicans. Well, the, the people that Joe Biden compared current Republicans to were, were Democrats way back in the day. Oh, yeah. It's so, like you can't ever talk about that. Well, it's so different then, see, and mm-hmm. then they just switched. No, not really. No, when you look at history, that's not the way it really went down, Dick. Not accurate. All right, let's get to the AP story. They're changing the way they're going to report on COVID? Is that what I'm getting out of this? Yeah. This is rich, man, because we were talking about this, I don't know, in 2020. But the Associated Press is like, hey, maybe we shouldn't even count uh, hospitalization numbers. For two years, coronavirus case counts and hospitalizations have been widely used barometers of the pandemic's march across the world. But the Omicron wave, see, it's got to be the Omicron wave, Mm -hmm. is making a mess of the usual statistics. And that's forcing news organizations to rethink the way they report such, such figures. The number of case counts soared over the holidays, yet these counts only reflect what is being reported by health authorities. The Associated Press has recently told its editors and reporters to avoid emphasizing case counts and stories about the disease. That means, for example, no more stories focus solely on the particular country or state, setting a one-day record for number of cases. Yeah, as soon as it starts happening in New York, we got to change the rules of the game because we we got to do everything we can to go after Ron DeSantis. No joke. You know, and I don't know this. It's not like a conspiracy. It's just a thought. Remember when we got the polling back of how little people trust legacy media today? Oh, sure. Yeah. Like all-time low? Did they all get together and say, all right, uh, the game's over, we got to quit lying to people? And just instilling fear at every turn? I don't know. Okay. Biden, you got to hear this piece of audio. He's losing it. Next. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. And between Kamala Harris's interview on the Today Show and then Biden going out and speaking, as far I, as COVID is concerned, what day. a debacle. What a bad day. They're bad at this. Really bad. Really bad. So, I mean, I understand why you don't send them out. I really do. It, it's worse for their entire party. Yeah. Well, I think they thought that, you know, Craig Melvin was going to be friendly fire and was going to be putting it on a tee. And yeah, I think that we actually asked some decent questions. Yeah. You know what? To that, I'll play a short clip. okay? because he follows up. He's talking about masking with the CDC. 
you know, like the guidelines, because they were going to recommend, right, David, the, the N95, KN95, and then they're like, well, we're officially not recommending it, but masks are important. Right. Can you help me on that? That was a head-scratcher. No, they they don't know what they're doing. And Craig kind of says that, okay? Well, the CDC is going to be providing us with those guidelines. But well, what, what's taking so long? Well, the CDC is making their decisions. I don't make the CDC's decisions. But what I will say is what, what has been clear about masks is you want to wear a tight-fitting mask. That is clear, and we want to urge everybody to do that. In terms of the N95 masks, uh-huh. they are available. There is a stockpile of, I believe, over 700 million yeah. of those masks. So the supply is there as necessary and as needed. So just sit there. Okay. <laughs> They're there. To know. Just to let you know. Mm-hmm. As we were told all the time. You know, alarming news, record cases. We got it. We got a bunch of the masks. Yeah, you just, you just got to ask for them. Actually, we'll have that website set up next week so you can ask for one. Right. It's like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> My hands are freezing. <laughs> oh, I got two pairs. <laughs> oh, We're in the rock days. <laughs> okay. Now, oh, as far man. as Joe, who did he forget today? Oh, uh, well, he's ordering a half billion more coronavirus tests. I haven't even seen the first half billion but he says he's buying another half billion test uh to so meet. by the springtime it's all the way through yeah we'll, we'll have all the tests he says we're going to meet okay. future demand all right all right mr criticism okay <laughs> uh that website where you can get one uh for free will be set up sometime next week even though again he said that it would be up and running at the beginning of the month but whatever here he is I'm directing my team to procure an additional half a billion, additional 500 million more tests to distribute for free. Uh-huh. And to help uh, lead our federal testing program, I've talked, I've, 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 ta- I've excuse me, I've tapped uh, Dr. Tom, Eng- I hope I pronounced it, Eng- 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 Engel- <laughs> Inglesby. Correct? No. Wow. Is that right? No. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's one of the world's leading infectious disease experts, and I'm grateful for his willingness to help tackle this challenge. I think the challenge for that expert will be much easier than the challenge you had pronouncing his name. <laughs> Just Golly. a gut feeling there. I uh, Dr. He... Tom, Eng- I hope I pronounced it Eng- 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 Inglesby. Hoppy. You know what? I used to, at least part of me, feel bad just piling on something like that. Uh, But after he has done everything to split the country by race like he did yesterday, I just lean on that. I hope I pronounced it. Inglesby. Correct. Is that right, Jeff? Uh, Oh, whatever. Just give up. I thought he was going to say Ingve for a second. (laughs) Dr. Ingve. Yeah, that guy. Doctor of guitar licks. That guy's sitting over there saying, "Yeah, geez, I'll take on the task of distributing tests. That's nothing. I could be Joe Biden taking on the English language." (laughs) If there was only a crowd there to chant, "Say his name! Say his name!" Doctor Tom. Say his name. I hope I pronounced Inglesby. Yeah. Engvel something. Yes. Ooh, right. sorry. Okay. Okay. Update. This, for some people, is like the most damning Fauci information yet.
as far as the scientists at the time thought COVID came from a lab, David. Oh, yeah. There's a new report about the origin of the coronavirus, and it's really bad news for one Dr. Anthony Fauci and now the former head of the National Institutes of Health, Francis Collins. See, a whole lot of scientists in the U.S. and the U.K. early on, February 2020, thought, yeah, it's likely that the coronavirus accidentally leaked from that lab in Wuhan. Like they, they were saying, there is no way that this thing naturally evolved. That, and I, you know, they yes. they have all the technical verbiage, uh, but I'll just say the top line here is they don't believe this happened in nature. The debate was shut down because they were worried about the political fallout. So there's this email from a UK uh, researcher, Sir Jeremy Farrar, February 2nd, 2020, saying, well, a likely explanation is that this had evolved from a SARS-like virus inside human tissue in a, in a low-security lab. Now, the email was sent to Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins, and he went on to say that, I mean, the evolution may have accidentally create uh, may have accidentally created a virus primed for rapid transmission between humans. After all, that was the goal of the research. You know, one of the things that uh, the EcoHealth Alliance, which it was, is knee-deep in what was going on in Wuhan, what they wanted to do was release a genetically modified virus into the bat population. DARPA said no, but we talked about that a few months ago. Yes. You know, the, go- uh, you know, <laughs> the government was like, uh, no, we're not, we're not funding that. Are you insane? It's almost like, when are they going to get the idea? This is really a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but a leading scientist also told Sir Jeremy that further debate would do unnecessary harm to science in general and science in China in particular. Dr. Collins warned it could damage international harmony. Right. So if the truth gets out about this, well, it's going to harm science. And for the good of mankind, we'll make these decisions. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should keep this covered up, how this actually happened. Jeez, why is it that people aren't trusting our public health institutions? Yeah, and for everyone on the left that's always on this crusade against Tucker Carlson, if I remember right, on that show, that was one of the rare places they were talking about this stuff. Again, March, April of 2020. All these debunked conspiracy theories. My goodness. It's very frustrating, Mm -hmm. you know, looking back on how all of it went down and how people were silenced. And then we could go on and on about the Lancet. Because if you go back two years ago right now, David, your opinion of the Lancet compared to now is night and day, along with a lot of people. Yeah, there's no question. It was like this well-trusted, you can count on the Lancet to give you the truth. No, because it was 20 different experts, scientists, that signed the letter that was false. But it was also Trump couldn't get a win. That was admitted. Yeah, You have a better memory for this. Yeah, I mean, you had the the writer of this letter that appeared that said, no, it didn't come from this lab, happened to be a guy who very much stood to gain from getting all eyes off of that lab in Wuhan. That's that Peter Doshik, or however you pronounce yes, his last yeah. name. Um, and he was not properly credited for being the author of it, and a whole lot of people signed on to it. And like you said, they signed on to it mainly because they didn't want to be seen as a uh, Trump supporter. 
God almighty. <laughs> I, I mean, this is kidding. If you want, know. To, if, if you want to reinstate trust in public health institutions, the first thing, I want show trials. I want every single one of the people who is in charge of decision-making throughout this entire thing yeah. dragged in front of, I don't care if it's like a 9-11 commission-style uh, panel, if it's a committee in Congress, although I don't trust that much. Right. But I want every single one of these people to be put on trial in front of every American to let them know what they knew, when they knew it, and why they lied. Yes. And I would say, okay, who's going to conduct that fairly? Let's just take a handful of ex-military <laughs> to go in and and try to get the truth out of some people. Now Anybody there, got any better ideas? Well, there, there is one man and one man only, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Jocko Willink. Well, Crenshaw is in Congress now, mm -hmm. but he's got some of his old Navy SEAL buddies. Get him in there. Let's find out exactly what happened and who lied. Then my pillow guy. <laughs> no, hold on. No, Mike Lindell. He, he keep making pillows, Mike. <laughs> All right. I don't know that he would get picked by Jocko. <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, um, yeah, it, the whole trust in the medical field, in a way, when you're talking about experts, has taken a hit. Because you had people absolutely lie. And every once in a while, you'll hear a story where you're like, I didn't even think a surgeon would be capable of doing something like this story I'm about to tell you. Of burning his initials into transplanted livers. What? Oh, <laughs> What's what? the harm in that? He did? Yes. Simon Bramall. This is in the UK. Prominent transplant surgeon. Also known as Rip from Yellowstone. <laughs> Lost his medical license after he was caught carving his initials into two people's livers. It wasn't the big Y logo, Scott. It was his initials. Okay. Apparently it happened during surgeries in 2013. He did it with a device called Yargon Beam Wagulator. So each letter was about an inch and a half tall. Caught then the following year when another surgeon did a follow-up procedure and saw the initials. Like, what the heck? Wow. So he lost his license, also got convicted of two counts of assault in 2017. But he's back in the news now. You know why? Got his medical license back. Yeah, what's he doing now? Is his he doing case was up thing? for review. He, w he admitted what he did was stupid and entirely wrong, so he's able to practice again. What's the so guy's name? It is Simon Bramhall. Simon yes. loves Cindy, carved in the next one. <laughs> well, you've heard all sorts of stories. If someone's knocked out in surgery, some of yeah. the hijinks that may happen mm -hmm. puts fear into people's hearts. I don't think I haven't thought about that. Oh, like when you were knocked out? Like when they were cracked my chest open, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and you're referring to when you had your heart attacks yeah. and then the open heart surgery. Yeah, which was hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, man, I couldn't believe it when I walked up there. That was during the second heart attack. If you've never heard the story, it was, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning when I got the call, and I got up there because you were out for 40 minutes. Right. They were still working on keeping you alive. Uh -huh. And because it was the middle of the night, I walk in, and there they were working on you, and you were laying there, I mean, naked. Yeah. I almost wanted to just walk in there and put a blanket over, yep. you know, yeah. for your dignity, but they, they didn't care. Just one of those things. Yeah, well. I saw people taking pictures, though. That, no, yeah. I'm joking about that. There were no photos. <laughs> okay. Well, no. How can they hurt me, right? Speaking 
of hospitals. Did you see? COVID-positive employees that have been vaccinated are better working in the hospital than healthy, unvaccinated workers. How does that make sense? Next. Camp and Robbins show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, let's do this first. I want to play a clip from this Kamala Harris interview with Craig Melvin. It proves the point again how unlikable she is. Yeah. Before we get there, California, David, this how does this make sense? So if you currently have COVID and work at the hospital, but you've been vaccinated, come on back to work. Yeah. But if you're unvaccinated, and healthy, heck no, don't come here. We don't want you. You're out of a job. How does that make sense? Well, see, they got a staffing shortage uh, in California, like a lot of places, because a lot of people are getting the old Omicron variant and whatnot. And yes. uh, so the state of California said, yes, we. if you are in a dire situation where you just need staff, yeah, if you're COVID positive, as long as you're not showing any symptoms, you can come on back then. Okay, so then what is the theory of why, if you are unvaccinated, you shouldn't be allowed to work at the hospital? Dude, if you're I healthy? Do. none of that makes sense. Why would you not reverse that policy? It's crazy. And so then when people say, you know what, it seems like this is all about the vaccine. It's all about, it's not about whether you're healthy or not. It's all about getting the vaccine because a lot of people think it's about money. I totally understand it. I happen to be one of them. Or it's at least a part of it. Because what they tell us makes no common sense. Right? Right. Okay. I'll switch gears right to Kamala Harris now, talking with Craig Melvin. Uh, because she was on the vaccine thing again today, too. A number of people that, that is in the millions of Americans who have not been vaccinated and could be vaccinated, and we are urging them to get vaccinated, because it will save their life. <laughs> there are so many people. Oh, you're talking God. about everyone there. <clears throat> Again, if you're pretty healthy, let's say under the age of 40, your chances of dying from COVID are what, 0.00? I forget the latest numbers. It's almost zero. Craig has a good question here, Craig Melvin. Listen. At what point does the administration acknowledge these people aren't going to get the shot? They're just not going to do it. I don't believe in giving up on people, Craig. I really don't. Ugh. What does that mean? I know better than you. Right. I'm not going to give up on you. Like you're this sad lost cause. Like you're the, you know, We're alcoholic send, nephew that's screwed up 80 times. <laughs> We're going to I'm not giving up yeah, on Yeah, right. Him. Right. Because one more trip through rehab is going to make the difference. <laughs> that's no, not what we're talking I, no. about. There has been no compelling case to compel the people that don't want it to go get it. None. And I don't know if there is such a thing. They just don't want to get it. I don't want it. No, and for a number of good reasons. Yeah, they, I don't care if they have any good reasons. They don't want to. They're right. Americans. They don't want to. So Craig Melvin, who I think everyone you know figured this is going to be a softball interview with Craig Melvin. 
from the Today Show. He probably heard that, I'm guessing. Like, no, I, I want to follow up and, and really ask some tough questions here. And this conversation goes on. At, at what point does the administration acknowledge these people? Okay, she said, I won't give up. The 500 million tests that have been ordered that are going to be sent to every, every American, do we know when those are going out? Shortly. Though they're going to go out next shortly. Week, they've been or? ordered. They've been ordered. We, I have to look at the current information. I think it's uh. going to be by next week. But soon. Absolutely soon. And it is a matter of urgency for us. Should we have done that sooner? We are doing it. But should we have done it sooner? We are doing it. That is mm. why she's unlikable. Yeah. The way she comes off. I don't know if you can teach that. Some people are just unlikable. Yeah, they just are. I mean, there's a number of different ways you could deflect that. Say, you know, I think that's always going to be a question for people. Like, should we have done it sooner? You could probably make that argument. We're focused on it. You know, I think with this whole thing, you know, mistakes are going to be made. We are doing the absolute best we can. You can, I mean, my gosh, it's not that hard. You know, you can only She's co- been at this for you a long time. You can only coach people up for so long. And, and then it's just, it's the point of diminishing returns. You can't coach someone who lacks the talent to get any better than what they are. And she has no talent in that area, none. Well, and when she's pressed, she gets defiant. Oh, well, that's the only thing she's got is deflect. Yeah, there's more examples of that. Golly. Really, really bad at this. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We're going to get through all this. As Americans, we're going to get through it. Been tested over the last few years. <laughs> it looks a little dark at times. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the and game you keep is, shutting the light off. The game is close to being over. What game? The whole Biden game. This thing is unraveling oh, well, quickly. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you've been paying attention the whole year, it's been in slow motion. But there are some days where it feels like you can really see it. Like this is, this is crumbling before our eyes right now. Yeah, and part of that is you had two things happen today. Biden goes out and tries to talk about COVID, and then Kamala Harris does what I think they all thought would be a softball interview with Craig Melvin from the Today Show, and both of these things were a complete disaster. Yeah, they were. Well, and as Joe Biden was trying to give an update on the coronavirus again, I, I don't know if he got a blood transfusion a oh, little bit yeah. late or didn't take or. If Hunter Biden was delayed in giving him some go pills or what, but man, he looked frail. Would you say pasty? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, kind of yeah. wet, wet noodly. Yeah. Yes, just sort of like, are you okay? Like, did they test you for the Rona? Right. And then he gets out there and he's going to outline it, right? Now, I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I'd like to outline the next steps we're taking against over the, the Omicron variant. Vaccinations are obviously the most important thing we're doing. But, they're, but they're not the only important thing. 
First, masking. Masking. Masking is an important tool to control the spread of COVID-19. Okay. Yeah. Um, this isn't like all of a sudden he was taking questions. No. This is at the fake set of the White House yeah. where he's got the teleprompter and it's written out for him. And he's on the struggle bus from the jump. And then he's forgetting the name of the coordinator. And to help uh, lead our federal testing program. Yes. I've talked. I've, 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 ta- I've excuse me. I've tapped uh, Dr. Tom. Eng- I hope I pronounce it. Eng- 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 Inglesby. <laughs> Holy. Correct. Is that right, Jeff? Uh, and uh, that you hold in such high regard. Oof. Right. What what the heck's his name? Yeah. Anyway. And you know it was phonetically spelled on the teleprompter. <laughs> you know what? You would guess that, right? Yeah. But just a quick read over. Because his handlers are used to this sort of thing. Remember, here's how to say the name. And then they're just gripping watching this oh, unfold, yeah. you know. Uh, Dr. Tom, Eng- I hope I pronounce it. Eng- 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 we went over this. You know they're frustrated, the staff. White knuckle ride. Oh, but uh-huh. So that didn't go over very well, and especially because a lot of what he said, honestly, for a critical thinker, it makes no sense. But then you got Kamala Harris. Oh, boy. You know, it, it is. It was back-to-back disasters today. Just back-to-back. Yes. And I don't think it's going to happen often that I'm going to say, hey, you know, Craig Melvin did better than I thought he was going to do. As far as asking questions. I 100% agree with you there. Yeah, I know there were some dumb ones, but I mean, this, I thought for the most part, he certainly held his own. Well, David, before we get to the clip you have, I thought this was good because we've all said this as Biden has gone out and given speeches that are so divisive. And he was the one saying, I'm going to bring the country together. Yeah. And Craig Melvin reminded Kamala of that. When, when the president was on the campaign trail in the fall of 2020, he said something. He said, with Trump out of the way, the vindictiveness of a president going after Republicans who don't do exactly what he says gets taken away. Isn't that exactly what, what President Biden did in Atlanta on Wednesday? Ooh. President Biden took the, I believe, right and courageous step to say that Senate rules should not get in the way of protecting the American people's access to the ballot. Okay, we could go on with this long answer. It's a lot of rehearsed sort of speech as far as an answer to these questions. Okay, what she gets to, David, is, well, no one should be absolved because this is about America, and this is going back to the civil rights era. That's well, what sure. people were facing, and that's what is being compared right now. I'm sorry, that dog doesn't hunt. People are not no. buying that. No, it's dumb. Uh, and yeah, but but yeah, she doubled down on it, saying like, "Well, if you're not going to get rid of the filibuster, and so we can federalize elections, well, in that case, then you you really you are just as bad as segregationists like Joe Biden." Jeez. 
when we have the discussion about who's responsible, I will not absolve the 50 Republicans in the United States Senate from responsibility for upholding one of the most basic and important tenets of our democracy, which is free and fair elections and access to the ballot for all eligible voters. What about Senator Manchin? What about Senator Sen I don't think anyone should be absolved from the responsibility of preserving and protecting our democracy. Okay. I'm not sure this take is spot on. I'm thinking this as I just listen to that. Think about a lot of sit-down interviews like what we saw. Because, and I do believe this. NBC is probably trying to edit it in a way that makes her look as good as possible. Boy, no kidding. What'd they leave on the cutting room floor? You That's wonder. A great question. But when he asks a question and she starts to give an answer and then all of a sudden raises the temperature. Mm-hmm. And it's like a campaign speech. That doesn't come off as authentic to the audience. You get what I'm saying? Well, she's playing the stereotype there because she absolutely is the most unauthentic politician alive today. Yeah, that it, that is true. I mean, I'm waiting for the next time with the kids. You don't have to be competent. <laughs> do you, not. You can be incompetent and still be the vice president. Yeah. Kids. Okay, this is the last part of this. No marketable play. talent whatsoever. You know how sometimes you'll hear an interviewer ask a question and the person is going to sidestep it, right? How they're tr always trained to do. And then the interviewer just lets him go. Yeah. Craig at least attempted to say, that's not what I asked. Right. I thought this was a decent moment for him. Why has the administration not been able to get Senate Democrats on board? Mansion and Cinema. We are not giving up. No, but the question was, why, why has it taken but this But you're long? acting as though it's over. Well, I mean, you've... you've it's been... not over. So it's going to happen by Monday. Now, uh, what I wish you would have said there is, I understand that it's not over. Up until this time, you haven't gotten them on board. Why? Yeah. It's been forever. You said you were going to get it done. It hasn't been done because of these two. Why is that? Well, and... That would have been good if you would have said it that, but... And it is over. Kirsten Cinema came out today and said, no, I'm not in favor of lowering the threshold for passing bills. Well, just because she said that doesn't mean it's over for Kamala, because you know why? Why? They don't give up. They get the heart of a champion. I'm saying it's not over, and we don't give up. Uh-uh. We don't give up, and we will not give up. Are we going to uh, to see the same Democratic ticket in 2024? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. We are thinking about today. I mean, honestly, the, I, I, I know why you're asking the question, because uh -huh. this is the part of the punditry and the, right. the gossip around places like Washington, D.C. Let me just tell you something. We're focused on the things in front of us. Oh, let me tell you something. She gets that way. It doesn't matter who's interviewing her when pressed. It's I mean, a normal response would have been what? Yeah, Greg, as far as I know, do you know something I don't know? Yeah. With a smile on your face, that would have come off okay. Just say it's another unfounded rumor. But instead, we are focused on today. Well, it's because she knows she's not going to be on the ticket. Yeah, I know. But Unless when she's she leading it. Ugh. But when has truth ever gotten in the way for her? Right. Yeah, I'm sure she knows that. Don't you want the clip from Belushi from Animal House? Is it over? No, it's not over. Nothing is over until we decide <laughs> it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No. no.
Boy, we're channeling all sorts of old movies today. Yeah, but that's a classic. Everybody knows that one. It is. Yeah. Are you saying my references? No one knows? No, I think everyone knows yours. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe we could have done without Yingve J. Malmstein earlier, but, you know. That was not my reference. That was mine. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Um, just a small little story just to break up the seriousness of the day. The lawsuit. Personal trainer, 64 years old, suing a luxury health club where he worked for age discrimination because they refused to play music that was recorded more than 18 months ago. Oh, my. <laughs> Yeah, I'd find another place to work out then. Yeah, that's his job. He's a personal trainer. Garbage. Yeah, I know. You know, place where I go, my kids complain because it's too much 80s rock. Yes. Hey, you want your free membership, kid? You're going to deal with some decent music. That's as far right. As my attitude goes. That's just the way that happens. All right, much more to get to. Um, the White House has attacked Mitt Romney. I thought they were all buddies. And when David saw this story about Russia, Ukraine, the United States, he actually said, we are so, a word I can't say. We will get to that story as well, coming up right here. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins okay mitt romney in the news the white house attacked him mitt romney is a stiff (laughs) well he is yes he is yeah Uh, so joe biden's big speech on voting rights was full of lies all on the service of having the federal government take over elections so democrats can rig the game forever that's the that is the goal yes with all of this well said. Now, Senator Mitt Romney said, Biden, hey, you're sounding a lot like Trump, sowing doubt about the integrity of our elections here, bud. Woo. So, uh, White, but of course, he did it in the most vanilla, nice way possible. But uh, White House Press Secretary. Poor Mitt Romney. Poor Mitt. <laughs> White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki responded to Mitt Romney and went after him. Wow. I, with, with all due respect to, to Senator Romney, I think anyone would note there's a night and day difference between fomenting an insurrection based on lies totally debunked oh. by 80 judges, yeah. including Trump-appointed ones, and election authorities across the country, and making objective true statements, which is what the president made yesterday about the effects of a coordinated nationwide effort to undermine the constitutional yeah. right to vote. I know there has been a lot of claim of the offensive nature of the speech yesterday, which is hilarious on many levels, given how many people sat silently over the last four years for the former president. But I would note that in our view and the president's view, what is far more offensive is the effort to suppress people's basic right to exercise who they want to support and who they want to elect. Okay. She is a goofus. Yeah, that's absolutely not happening. No one is suppressing anyone's right to vote. (laughs) A joke. I can't wait till Trump actually weighs in on the Mitt Romney thing. <laughs> Just funny to me. You forget how he went after him. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Incredible. Mitt choked like a dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
Forgot about that one. And he walks like a penguin. <laughs> that was my favorite one. Because I've looked for it. I've looked for it, man, and I've tried to make it work. I don't see how Mitt Romney walks like a penguin personally. I mean, he slides on his belly sometimes, but who doesn't? Yeah, he slithers. Yeah. The thing is, Trump and the branding, and then it sticks. Yeah, he walks like a Honestly, whenever I see Chuck Todd, I think the same thing. Sleepy eyes Chuck Todd. Oh, yeah. I remember when he started calling him that, we're like, does he really have sleepy-looking eyes? And at this point, does it matter? Because <laughs> it's, no, it it's branded. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Okay, moving on. Uh, David, this story had you saying we're hosed. We are. Using different uh, words. No, we what really is are. this story? Uh, Russia is building up its military presence around Ukraine. It's getting involved in Kazakhstan, among other places. And it looks like they're gearing up for invasion, expansion, and war. Now, the State Department came out yesterday and gave them a stern talking to because, you know, if you do this, you can't build back better. They seriously said that. This is Victoria no. Newland from the State Department. Oh, my goodness. At a time when COVID is running rampant again across Russia, as it is in other places, and where only half the population is vaccinated, the Kremlin has to justify to the Russian people why it is stoking a potentially very bloody and costly conflict for Russia, rather than focusing on its own citizens' health and on Russia's own significant challenges in building back better. Oh, my gosh. These people are what delusional. Is, my God. Yes. I know Putin is very concerned about the coronavirus. They don't <laughs> care about that. Do, do you know Putin what? out there, less than 50% are vaccinated. <laughs> you think he cares? You know, And you know what build back better means for people in power in Russia? Something Taking like, over Ukraine. Something like the rebuilding of the USSR. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> and where only half the population is vaccinated, yeah. the Kremlin has to justify to the Russian people. No, they don't. <laughs> Do you know how it works there? <laughs> right. You can't be that dumb. Why it is stoking a potentially very bloody and costly conflict for Russia. You know what they call lockdowns there? They call Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to punish them with? Golly. That that really is something, man. Uh, thank you for bringing that. I would I would have had no idea. Okay. Um, let's get to uh, Elizabeth Warren. She always has the answers, right? She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Always. She is griping and moaning because of inflation. But yeah. it's not inflation. It, it's not the fault of just giving away money and all of the Democratic policies. That's not it. Okay. It's profit margins and yeah. it's greedy corporations. Well, she's blaming price gouging for the fact that everything is more expensive right now. It's those evil corporations who are to blame for inflation. Okay. Um,. Go ahead, roll it. We'll just listen to it together. It'll be fine. Do keep in mind that we have created more jobs in the first year of the Biden administration than ever in the history of the United States. Okay, Let's just stop there. That's like saying Afghanistan. It was the greatest airlift. Yeah, Yeah. well, yeah, right. Yeah. It's a debacle. 
okay? You can't polish that turd. A lot of people are back at work. Now, are high prices a problem? You bet they are. But there are a lot of different pieces that are going into this. Some of this is companies that are passing along high prices that come from the manufacturing sector that come uh, in their ability to sell goods. But but some of this is coming from kinks in the supply chain, and there's evidence okay. that these are starting to untwist. But you have enough, enough. Yeah. Well, and she she points out that a lot of companies have made a lot more money in the last couple of years, and it's like you know why companies like Amazon have such huge profits right now, because politicians killed their competition in the name of stopping COVID. That's right. It's not because they're price gouging; it's because you helped them further their goals of monopolizing their industry. Yes, it's true. You think about how many things got shut down that weren't essential. By the way, you know what's been making the rounds? Hmm. Is this woman's testimony, church in Canada, saying thank you for keeping the church open, because if you didn't, I'd be dead. I saw that. Yep. Wow. I can play a clip of it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we have time for all of it. It was it was really moving. It was. Um, it, yeah. Most recently, I was smoking and shooting seven grams of cocaine a day, and my son asked me to come to a prayer meeting at Trinity. In my small group, I asked for prayer to help me stop. I left a comment on one of Pastor Jacob's sermons on YouTube. Pastor Jacob took the time to find out who I was and tracked me down and called me to pray for me. And and I want to get to the just and so you hear this part. Moved into my own apartment, and the body of Christ here at Trinity has helped me with furniture and other blessings. None of these things would have happened if Trinity closed its doors and was solely online. I know for a fact that I'd be dead right now if God had not used this church in my life. Glad they stayed open. Me too. Scott Robbins, a trifecta, next. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, couple of them from David Van Camp. Yeah, I got a couple of them. Uh, it looks like the Supreme Court is blocking the OSHA vaccine requirement, the test or vaccine mandate from OSHA. However, they are allowing uh, federal employees, the mandate for federal employees. They're letting that, that go through. Okay. So that's a big deal, and you got a lot of liberals freaking out today because, well, one, the vaccine mandate for most of the population has been killed because, well, it was never constitutional to begin with. Uh, the other part is that Senator Kirsten Sinema, a Democrat out of Arizona, uh, came out and said, yeah, I'm not going to do away with the filibuster to let my party pass this bill that would allow the federal government to take over all elections. What they're calling the... Voting rights right. bill. Vote, no, it's a scam designed to make sure that Democrats can cheat and win. Yes, stay in power. Uh, and Joe Biden has reacted to this news. If you want to hear some of what he had to say today. Oh, yeah. Why not? Sure. If we missed the first time, we could come back and try it a second time. We miss this time. We miss this time. I hope we can get this done. 
The honest to God answer is, I don't know whether we can get this done. Is this mic on? I guess, anyway. And, uh, and I'm not sure either. But anyway, I hope we can get this done. But I'm not sure. Hmm. Hmm. Very reserved tone then, isn't it? You just think about all of these things that they keep chasing right now. It's losing battle after losing battle. It's desperation. It is. And you know, and none of this, the guy that's sitting at home that votes, working his fanny off to try to get ahead, seeing inflation and grocery store mess and gas prices, he doesn't give a fat frog's fanny about any of this. No. He doesn't care. No. You all want him to care, but nobody cares. This isn't forefront. It's that. It's the virus. It's my kid can't go to school, or my kid's got to remotely go to school, or wear a mask indefinitely. These are the types of things Americans are worried about. That is true. Not the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which is nonsense. Well, and I think when it comes to independence, it was after the election you find out different things. I don't want to go down, you know, this whole rabbit hole, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about. You find out, say, Hunter Biden's laptop, how that story got spiked before the election. And it was, you know, altogether media, social media, the left, all in concert together on spiking that story. A number of things where people got caught in lies through media, the administration, And so there's a healthy bit of skepticism, especially, in my opinion, with independence. And so with this voting rights bill, people see right through that exactly what they're talking about. And David, you know, says it every time very succinctly within a sentence saying this is to overturn elections and make them federal so that the Democrats can stay in power. Mm -hmm. And yet the voters are letting people like Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinnamon know that. And so they're taking their oath, I guess, seriously, or wanting to stay in power themselves, knowing they'll get voted out if they go along with this. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. I think that's part of it, too. But I don't want to get uh, in your way, Mr. Robbins. No, it's just frustrating. It's like of all the things, you know, you try to, as a politician, you think you, you drill down on what people actually care about. But that's not what so many people in dc are about it's about their own personal gains and power and staying in power are you ready let's do this go the big three roll it do it it's not gonna work i don't know man Uh i think someone either went on strike or tested positive It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. And Scott's friend, really, his hero, helps him count him down. Yes, he does every day. That makes it happen. Hi, it's me, Casey. The man that taught America to count backwards. Uh-huh. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Uh, progressives are warning Biden, hey, you know, you've already failed on a, on several things. Uh, but you better forgive student loan debt or else we're going to do something, Scott. What are you they gonna better do? believe it. Well, they're stepping up the pressure on old Joe. They say you got to act on this student loan forgiveness. you got to do it now. I'm going to call on you right now. You go to Congress. Get this done. Provide more transparency about his authority, finally. Who is saying this? Congress. Well, advocates of wiping out student loan debt. 
So the squad, the far left? Well, yeah, and the far left is screeching at him about it. They want it done. They want it done now. Now, if you stop and think about this, just a minute. Yeah. If Joe Biden were to wave a magic wand and make all that debt disappear, one-third of the federal government's assets would evaporate with it. Gone. With the financials on that. When you got to eat it, nobody's paying anything back. Coming in. Gone. And you know who would actually benefit from this the most? It's people making a lot of money. Yeah, well, yeah, you're talking middle, upper, middle class people, and a lot of times the kids of very wealthy people. Yes. Yeah, I, it, and, and, and like there are still companies students? that hold the private loans, too. Yeah. What was yeah. the stat on that? You have a good memory for this, David. Uh, it was something like 60% of college debt is owned by people with graduate degrees or higher. Yeah, right. A master's yes. or a PhD, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, most of this, when you're talking about federally backed student loans, mm-hmm. would absolutely affect, for the most part, people who can afford to pay them back. They just don't want to. Well, if you're not forced to, why would you? I mean, if you're not made to pay them back. But that's also upside down with voters when polled. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I didn't take out that loan. Not my fault. Well, I thought David brought up a good point, too. For those who worked three jobs to get themselves through college and paid it off, what about me, man? Well, Mr. Van Camp would be first in line there because that's what he did. Well, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Does David the, get his money back now? Take the scenic route. No, I, I, I think that, uh, again, if you're going to do something like this, if you're going to say, okay, student loan debt is wiped out, uh, you have to tap into those, uh, in, into the reserves of the universities themselves, into their endowments, things like this. Yeah. Because, again, if you're saying, I'm not getting a return on my investment, I'm not getting what I was promised, then you are saying you were defrauded by these institutions. And if you want to take them on, I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's go after these places because they are scamming kids. You know what else? And I'm sure there are studies done. When you're looking at people with a master's degree or a Ph.D., don't you automatically think at the bare minimum they're pulling in 100 or more a year? They're not. I can tell you that right now. But I'm saying people automatically sort of think that. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, because it's very prestigious. Yes. Yeah, we certainly know people that are not in that Oh, yeah. And have mm-hmm. master's degrees, yes, and, and doctorate really, degrees. And don't really make that much money. No. Like far less than no. 100 a year. Yes. And so you're upside down. But whose fault is it? Well, why does Scotty have to pay for your mistake? <laughs> huh? Why? Sure. <laughs> and the countdown continues. Two. Uh, my, yeah. David ahead. Leonard from the Failing New York Times is asking the question that a lot of us are wondering, is the Omicron peaking already? You know, this is interesting because there was talk that it might be. I mean, we know it's contagious. We know it spreads more quickly. We've seen that. Very rapid spread. That should also mean it more quickly reaches most of the people that are vulnerable and being infected by it. And it's a boom and bust thing, right? It happens quickly. It goes away. Now, this guy named Ali Mokadid professor of health metric sciences at the University of Washington in Seattle. I haven't heard anybody actually say this, but he told the AP that he believes the true number of U.S. cases, including those not included in any official tally, has already peaked. He said it probably happened last week. He said it's going to come down really fast, as fast as it went up. I think I just want to bring that good news to you today. 
I tell that to people. I mean, I we'll just see read what it today. I, I did too, but this is like you know, it's it's like a real scientist saying this, right? Well, and we've seen it in South Africa. Yeah, that's what happened. I mean, it spread like crazy, huge case numbers, and then it went way down. And hopefully, that's what's going to happen here. Yes. Okay. There's a third one. Yeah. And finally, uh, one. An elementary school is defending its. <laughs> I just read the headlines here. And yeah, I know. After school Satan Club. That's right. What? Now, Jamie, you're more familiar with the Quad Cities in uh, in Illinois than I am, because you spent some time there. I yes, I lived in Davenport. Are you responsible? Very early you, in are, my career. Do you know anything about the Moline Coal Valley School District? Not the district. I know where Coal Valley is for sure. Well, they are defending themselves today over the Satanist Club. Hmm. That they are going to say, hey, by the way, these are like kindergarten through fifth graders. Oh. They said they understand there's a concern and confusion over an upcoming after-school club at Jane Adams Elementary. The district would like to provide information on the situation. They say if it's a religious organization or group, they cannot discriminate. Their facilities have to be available to them. So these, some of these people, the Satanic Temple cult, will be holding a little uh, get-together with some of the kids. Yeah, that, that after school. That group, and I know there's a couple different ones, the Church of Satan or whatever. They they really just exist to try to troll Christians. That's that's really all it is. Yeah. The club promises attendees science projects, puzzles and games, arts and crafts projects, and nature activities with a side of devil worship tossed in there for good measure. Hmm. That's nice. Well, at least they're upfront about it. They're not just trying to get uh, kids to change their gender. Right. Which happens all the time, every well, day. That, if that becomes a religion, which it kind of is. I mean, honestly, the Satan Club is really just continuing education. It's an extension of the critical race theory curriculum. Yes. Yeah. Remember when kids couldn't read Bibles in class in school? Oh, by the way, no, there was nothing like that, you know, to been now, 30-some-odd years ago. Since you was, uh, were living there? I think I was listening to Megadeth at the time, but I wasn't trying to start anything like that for crying out loud. Tell me God's gonna cut him down. Tell me God's gonna cut him down. Johnny Cash is making an appearance on this show more and more as time goes on. I think I said song. to you when I was reading this story to you earlier, I, I quoted, when the man comes around. Oh, yes, the other Johnny. Johnny Cash. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of those mm-hmm. great old Johnny Cash songs. Yes, no doubt about it. Oh. And there you have it. Well, thank you. What if you get a letter for attending that? Like a letterman's jacket, you can put your little letter on your jacket. <laughs> like the devil horn little letter. They got the red devil's logo <laughs> right, on yeah, the back. Right. Okay. I lettered in devil worship. This is, You know what? I'll cleanse the palate with a nice story. And it's not often I'll bring up one of these that involves soccer, but this does. Okay. A couple of years ago, dude in Scotland bought an old program from a soccer match. It was on eBay. Like, oh, yeah, I'd like to have this. Then the seller refunded his money. Have you guys heard this story? No. Okay. Why did he refund the money? It turned out to be the guy's own father, who he never knew growing up. Oh, my gosh. And since then, he's got to know his dad's side of the family and just met his half-sister on Monday. They haven't been able to get together yet because of, well, lockdown rules and everything else. Soccer games, soccer scheduling. It's not because of it's because of the pandemic and how Scotland is going about that. I oh, got it. Well, what are the chances of that? But and they are going to be able to get together. Hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, soccer bringing people together, man. 
Yeah, and holding on to stuff like you do with all of your baseball programs. See, you mock me for it. But... See, maybe it's going to bring you together with your long-lost son. Oh, God. That's oh, a joke, my... by the way. Uh, Jim Rods in the News. Stop the news that update. now. Next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, we goof on our government's response to the pandemic. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to just say if you're in the healthcare industry, uh, and I feel bad for everything that you've had to go through over the last couple of years. Talk to different people just recently. Talk about burnout. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, it is. Longer hours, and that doesn't mean more pay for everybody. It depends on the situation you're in. Yep. And, you know, it is so many things that you don't you don't really think about if you're not in the gig. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially, I know, well, it's the brother of a guy I know. Um, family doctor, you're taking calls all the time. It, like, never ends. And then you have the administrative stuff, the red tape that you got to go through that takes so much more time. It's hours and hours and hours a day. Yes. And part of that is because there's so many confusing messages, and people are always just looking for answers. And you say, well, you got to talk to your doctor about that. And it's like just basic sorts of things. And I know, well, you know, that comes with the gig. But as we've seen a shortage of workers... We haven't even seen mass amounts of people leave yet because of burnout. We've seen plenty of it, but there could be a whole lot more coming. Right. But just the hope that Omicron is the way it was in uh, South Africa, like kind of in quick and then gone. Because for most people, they're done. They've been over it for a while. And we've said that a number of times. But if you forgot just the hands that were in, Clip from Joe Biden earlier today. I'm directing my team to procure an additional half a billion, additional 500 million more tests to distribute for free. Late on and the to tests. help uh, lead our federal testing program, I've talked, I've, 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 ta- I've excuse me, I've tapped uh, Dr. Tom, Eng- I hope I pronounced it, Eng- 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 Engelby. <laughs> Correct? Is that right, Jeff? Uh, and. Uh, yeah. Huh. But we're going to get through it. No mean tweets can tell you that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't have to worry about that That's right good. now. We just get called racist if we think that the federal government should not be managing each and every election. In this That's country. right. <laughs> That's right. Right. No mean tweets. He just says it. <laughs> All right. Let's get the dim rods like we have already. When the going gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Sorry, Key West. No, there's this 12-foot-tall concrete boy that marks the southmost point of the continental United States, painted different colors. Maybe you've seen it before. Um, It says you're standing 90 miles from Cuba. 
Well, they decided to torch it, these two people. They found an old Christmas tree someone left on the street, dragged it next to the buoy, and set it on fire. Hmm. But they got caught. And that's because a bartender who served them that night saw the footage and recognized them as the jerks who didn't leave a tip. Oh, see, always Oh, man, a... yeah. Leave a good tip, but not so good people remember you. If you're going to well, go committing crimes. The, and the bar's general manager found their names looking through receipts. And then he got an extra dig in by tell, telling the uh, local news that there was a lot of footage of them hitting on girls and getting rejected. <laughs> <laughs> Just funny. Even worse. And then we have the story of 46-year-old Michael Carana. He works as an elementary school teacher in South Dakota. Lives with his 73-year-old mom. Last week, he made a big pan of brownies before bed. Irene found him the next morning decided to take him to a card game at the local senior center. Oops. Wrong brown. They were the pot brownies. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, last night, one started man. getting calls. Yeah. Look out, and that's Nimrod's in the news.